When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I am your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today, I really want to talk about support. And support can mean a lot of different things. It could mean research that you've done, uh, as I do a lot of research, and that helps me not only understand the facts and the things that are going to happen, and then it also helps me support my decision based on those facts. That is very important. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of uh, looking into things with regards to almost any decision that I make. And one of the biggest aspects of this surgery and the decision for this specific surgery was to do all of the research with regards to not only the gastric sleeve, but also the lap band and the Ruin Y surgeries. And not just the positives of how much weight can you lose and how quickly can you get rid of that excess weight, but also what are the side effects, what are the negatives, and what is the mortality rate for each surgery. And I was really lucky in order to be able to find lots of articles on websites that I trust. I usually look into websites like Johns Hopkins or Mayo Clinic. I look at some websites that will help me and I look at websites that will ultimately be able to answer these questions through a medical lens and not through group answers on a site. So I don't really look at WebMD the same way I don't look at Wikipedia for my answers. That being said, the research did really help me move forward in my decision to do the sleeve surgery. Once I had decided to do that, I decided to talk to some friends of mine that I had known that had had similar surgeries. So I have three friends. One of them had the lap band, one of them had the sleeve, and the third had the Ruin Y surgery. And I spent some time speaking to them about it and discussing what was your experience five years ago, 10 years ago, what, what was your experience then in that moment? What is your experience now? Have you gained that weight back? Have you kind of lost your focus? Have you gotten into a rut? Have, have you noticed huge, major, amazing differences and changes in your life? What direction have you headed in from that moment until now? And there's just a lot of uh, questions that I had, mainly about where were you when you decided to do the surgery? How did you decide which surgery? And how do you feel about that now? Would you change it if you could? Would you take it back? And 
it was a resounding decision to stay within that surgery. Both my friends that had the sleeve and had the Ruin Y surgeries are both very happy with their results. Uh, my friend who had the lap band surgery said that they might want to uh, switch to a sleeve at some point, but they're not certain yet. And that was enough for me at that point to see through their eyes how these surgeries really helped them and how they're still being helped today. The more people I talk to about this, the more I'm noticing this pattern of initially there's a lot of weight loss and then there's a plateau for a, a week or two and then there's more weight loss and then a plateau and this just keeps happening. And after all of that happens and you start developing better habits and and you're eating healthier and you're exercising more and you're keeping it relatively smooth at some point you end up finding a thing that is going to have you gain weight in a sneaky way so if it's chocolates uh, and you don't have dumping syndrome or if it's uh liquid sugar like um like if you're having uh let's say apple juice, and that's not causing dumping syndrome, but it has a lot of sugar in it or shakes from such and such a place. And you're having these really calorically high treats for yourself. And then eventually you start gaining this weight back. Or if it's drinking alcohol, which sometimes has a lot of calories in it and a lot of sugar in it, and that's not causing dumping syndrome and you're having this kind of like fallback. These are all issues that Every single one of these people that I've talked to has had and is somewhat dealing with now and trying to lose um, the extra weight that they've kind of come back on top of. And this is a very good uh, lesson to learn. A, it teaches me that even if I do get to that point, this is like a normal point to get to. So it's not insane to think that, that, oh God, what if that happens to me? Well, it seems like it happens to a lot of people. And the second point is to be aware of it, to be cognizant of it, and to be ready for something like that, and to to try to not follow the footsteps of that particular path, and try to be more more aware and self-conscious and cognizant of my decisions, of what I'm putting in my mouth, and why. What I'm eating, and why. The why is the most important part. Am I lazy? Am I bored? Am I tired? Am I sad? You know, what is the purpose of my of my eating? And as much as these three friends can help me, they can only help me so far. Only one of them has had the surgery that I have had. So I needed to reach out to Facebook. I wanted to get uh, involved in a group. And there are three, <laughs> rule of threes, there's a three, there's three different Facebook groups that I have joined. And I'll, I'll, I will let you know what they are. They are the men's gastric sleeve group. There's a regular gastric sleeve group. And there's like an Ohana gastric sleeve group. These are all on, on Facebook. And I joined them. They're all private groups. So you have to ask to be admitted and then they have to accept you or they reject you. And these groups held the answers that I've had been looking for for a very long time. These groups had posts upon posts for years and years and years from people that were in exactly my shoes, exactly my spot, and were trying to get their own answers within 
days of posting having 20 comments, 30 comments. And instead of me having to post and ask the same questions, I could just search in there. And not only was it answering questions of, you know, is this surgery right for me? Is this the right path for me? How much weight is there potentially for me to lose? What can I do to better my odds? And just a litany of other questions that I may have, but also questions I didn't know that I might have. I never really thought about exercise in any any way outside of walking, but people were like, oh yeah, I'm running now, I'm riding a bicycle, I'm doing a marathon, and I'm like, oh Jesus, yeah, I could do all that stuff too, that's amazing. And, you know, there's people talking about fitting into old clothes and talking about, you know, keeping some of your older clothes that are a little tight for you and having that as like a motivation. And I was like, oh, that's really smart because there's this like, there's this jacket I really like or there's a shirt I I really enjoy or pants I haven't been able to fit into. And I'm going to I'm going to keep those as well. And I'm going to see if I can't fit in those again. That'll be great. So it kind of became this like extra three different groups and three different mindsets too. The, (laughs) the, the way I always explain it is the regular sleeve group is just like everybody, men and women, everyone talking about everything. And it's, uh, very informative, but it's also very busy, uh, because there's so many members and it's kind of all over the place. So I go there when I really need a question answered and I want to research like a ton of info, the Ohana page is kind of a, a split off from another page, and they're also very positive. And there's a lot of nurses on that uh, on that page. And so when I had this terrible neck pain, and I was going into all three of those pages asking about it, the majority of the answers that I got was that your neck pain is gas. I mean, that's what everyone says. Every pain you have for the first three to five days after surgery is gas. It's gas pain. You need to walk. Oh, have you walked? It's gas pain. I was like, I really don't think this like crick in my neck is gas pain, but fine. And so this one nurse on the Ohana page responded and said, well, if they tilted your your head all the way back to make sure that they could get the breathing tube in and they held it that way for a very long amount of time, you could have a serious crick in your neck. And it's just a muscle ache. So you need to put like 20 minutes of warm, 20 minutes of uh, off and 20 minutes of cold and 20 minutes off and massage it and you'll be fine. And lo and behold, two days later, I was right as rain. I was feeling fantastic. So that was very helpful. The thing I really enjoy about the men's group, however, is that there is almost no sympathy in that group. That group talks to each other the way that I talk to myself. So there was a guy on that <laughs> on that group and he was talking about, oh man, I miss Mountain Dew so much. I really wish I could, I could slam a Dew. Man, I really miss Mountain Dew sodas and I really wish I could have one and what can I do about it? And I'm sure the majority of people would tell this person, it's okay, buddy. I get it. You want a Mountain Dew and I understand that, but you can't have one, at least not now. Maybe later you can have a diet one, but right now we're just, we're in it and we're going to be better and we're trying to get healthy and we're trying to lose weight. And that goes against the whole point of this surgery. So you have to stay strong and I'm here with you and I believe in you. 
That's what most people would expect. This group, however, being all guys and not giving a shit, was like, oh, dude, yeah, go ahead and slam that Mountain Dew and you will throw up so hard for so long that you will never want a Mountain Dew ever, ever again for the rest of your life. And I was like, that is the least sympathetic response, but the most practical. And so those are my three groups, you know, the very practical kind of almost mean uh, spirited guys group, the Ohana group that has a lot of uh, uh, wonderful medical advice, and then the the all group, which uh, has just tons of information in it. And those three groups really helped me answer a lot of the questions that I had in my head that I I couldn't keep going to my surgical team. Nobody else really knew. And I couldn't really Google these answers because there's like a ton of information on the on the internet as well. That's all just kind of willy nilly as well. That's the so the three friends, the three Facebook groups, and then of course, my beautiful and wonderful wife, Michelle. Now, she was the first person that I told about Uh, even wanting to have this surgery. She was immediately supportive right off the bat. And she was all about it. And, you know, I believe in you. I trust you. I'm here for you. I will help you any which way I can. And that was just amazing and wonderful to have. The rest of the time since my decision to have the surgery and actually having the surgery was a lot of research done on her end and and research given to her from my end. So, you know, here's here's what I've looked into. Here's the things that I found. Here's why this is the safest and best decision for me. Um, here's what the classes, you know, the, the 10 weeks of classes that I took. Here's what the classes taught me. Um, she even sat in on a session one time. So she's been very uh, involved, uh, very supportive and wonderful and loving this entire time, which is great. I mean, obviously, that's that's the goal. That's the key. It's really what you want is to have someone completely and utterly support you through all of this. I have read a lot on Facebook with within these groups of people wanting to have this surgery and their spouses telling them not to have the surgery, to have a different kind of surgery, or to to not have any surgery and just go on a diet again and I'll go on a diet with you, but you don't need to have this done. And a lot of that comes from feeling inferior to that person or feeling scared that they are going to leave you as soon as they have lost that weight, uh, which is a very common fear. But the point of it all is that you have this support without this fear hanging over your head of does my spouse think this or does do they think that do are do they think I'm going to leave them do they think I'm going to cheat on them do they think you know whatever and as the spouse as the supportive spouse character you have to say I trust this person implicitly I've given them my heart I love them and they love me and less weight doesn't change that feeling. It would only augment that feeling in theory. So I'm going to be supportive and I'm going to be helpful. There's a lot of divorces that I've seen in the group of guys talking about, yeah, my wife left me or women talking about my husband left me 
or I've left my husband or even people posting that I've cheated on this person after having this surgery and losing some weight because he wasn't giving me the attention that I craved and I got it from somewhere else. It's dangerous. It really is dangerous uh, to not have a healthy connection with your significant other before going into this surgery. If you don't have trust and you don't have communication in your relationship, whether it be a marriage or or any other kind of relationship that there is, the, the rest of it is going to be extremely difficult for both of you. And potentially you're going to break up because one of you is going to cheat on the other or one of you is going to be upset with the other or jealous of the other. And those kinds of feelings are real. They're authentic and they have to be spoken to. So maybe couples therapy is a thing that you do before you have the surgery. Maybe a deeper conversation is had before you decide to have this done. But what I'm basically saying is there's no way I could have done this without my wife. I mean, she has been nothing if not beautifully and wonderfully supportive and helpful in every aspect of this for me and with me. And then me telling other people she's also been in my corner and helping me out and making me feel better about all these decisions as well. So all in all, it's been just a fantastic ride. The last group of supportive people I want to mention are family and friends. I reached out to my friends about a week before my surgery and asked them for uh, memes and images and texts and videos and links and books to read and TV to watch and movies to see, mainly because I wanted to not be bored for these 10 days that I was taking off, but primarily because I wanted my friends to know I wanted them to support me and I wanted them to feel like they could do something that was going to be helpful for me. To be perfectly honest, that was the hardest phone call I've had to make to my friends in my entire life. Uh, As a human being, I don't like to ask people for anything uh, ever. And asking my friends to send me text messages and to check up on me, and to check in with me, and to send me funny images of butts or cartoons or whatever, those are difficult things to ask for because in my mind, they should know to do this. But on the other hand, how can they know to do this if I don't share with them that I need this and that also I'm having this major surgery that's life-changing And that's really the point of the phone call. And I mean, spoiler alert, all my friends came through. They were sending me videos of themselves and their families. And they sent me all kinds of fun uh, images. And I got a couple butt pictures, which is always very funny because butts are funny. It was great. It was wonderful. So all my friends uh, did exactly what I wanted them to do. Uh, and, And here's the thing. I have this terrible mentality of if I ask 20 of my friends to do something, let's be realistic, 10. If I ask 10 of my friends to do a favor for me and nine of them do it and one doesn't, my mind immediately goes to why isn't that one friend helping me? Instead of look at these nine friends that are helping me. I mean, if it was a quiz, I would have gotten a 90%. That's an A minus. I'm good with that. But my mindset immediately goes to that one friend. Why isn't that one friend helping me? Why aren't they supporting me? Do they not 
support my cause? Do they not think I'm worthy? And then it just becomes this whole spiral. And so for me, uh, I think all my friends came through. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, I don't think I reached out to anyone that didn't uh, reach back out to me and, and be helpful and help me. But also I didn't obsess with that 10%. I didn't obsess with that one or two people if there were one or two people that didn't want to help me back. It was something that I needed and I just accepted what I got and it was more than I expected and it was amazing and it was fantastic and it, it really made me feel better. And not only my friends, my wife told some of her friends and they were checking up on me and they were asking her about me and they were uh, sending funny pictures uh, to her to sh- for her to show me and that felt nice. And then I decided that I'm going to tell my immediate family. Of course, I'm sure by now this podcast is live and anyone who knows how to use a phone and a podcast app can find this and uh, know about my surgery. But while recording this, I have only told a few of my friends, a few of my wife's friends and four uncles and my parents, of course. So um, we decided to tell my dad's side first. And so I reached out to my uh, three uncles, uh, one in Seattle, one in San Pedro, and one in, um, one in England. And we, I let them know, uh, one with a phone call, one with a video chat, one via WhatsApp. And it was great. It was all supportive and loving and wonderful and we're proud of you and this is great and this is fantastic and I, you know, we love you and, and th- this beautiful message of like, we love you whether you're fat or skinny, we don't care, but we're happy that you're healthy and that's what's important. And that changed, that changed uh, everything in my mind. Because yes, of course, and oh, and a, a lot of like, we were worried about you. We just never said anything. We're happy you're making this decision because we were worried and now we feel better about you being around longer because we love you. And that feels amazing. That feels like not only does my family love me, but they care for me and they really want me to stick around. And there really wasn't a whole lot of resistance of, mm, is this the right choice for you? It's, it's already done. I've already had the surgery. There was a quote I heard years ago, which was, do not tell someone that something is wrong with their outfit if they cannot change it within five minutes. Absolutely perfect quote. It's a perfect quote because this is the thing that we do all the time. Someone comes out, we're all going to catch a cab or, or an Uber or a Lyft to go to the place that we want to go to. And someone is wearing like a red scarf with too much lipstick and and fake eyelashes and, and acrylic nails. And they're wearing like boots and some weird thigh high thing. And you're about to get in the cab and then you go, what the fuck are you wearing? That doesn't help. That's not going to help anything. You're just going to make that person self-conscious for the whole rest of the night. You could maybe say, hey, maybe lose the eyelashes. That's an easy thing. But even commenting on the shoes, that person would have to go back upstairs, change their shoes and come back downstairs. And that takes more than five minutes. So you shouldn't say anything. Post-surgery, when someone tells you that they've had this surgery, 
You shouldn't say anything negative. What's the point? Oh, that's a bad decision. Well, it's done. The decision's done. So there's nothing to be done about it now. Now you can only be supportive. And now you should only be supportive. And that was the vast majority of the conversations. There were a couple. There were a couple conversations of, I don't know if this is the right idea. I don't know if this is the right move for you. You know what you should do. You know how you should lose weight. You know what the real path is. And listen, I'm going to get this. For the rest of my life, I'm Iranian, my family is very opinionated, and every party that we go to, every hangout, every family gathering, there's going to be one or two people that are going to say, how did you lose all that weight? And I'm going to say, oh, I had the surgery done, and they removed 70% of my stomach, and they're going to go, oh, yeah. You know, the, the real way to lose weight is to eat five meals a day, but small meals, and drink water 30 minutes before and after each meal and walk for an hour a day. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm doing that now. I just needed a surgery to get a kickstart. Or, oh, that's really great. When is your book coming out? I'll make sure to buy it. Weight loss advice from a fatter person than me. I'm not bitter. But again, not focusing on the 10% that are not being helpful, but focusing on the 90% that are absolutely helpful is the key to success here. So my support system came from my friends who had the surgery, my other group of friends that had no idea about the surgery, my family, these Facebook groups that were a godsend, and my amazing angelic wife who is a true miracle. No pun intended. Anyway, that's my story. That's my time. And I hope that helped. If not, then I guess you should listen again next week. I will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. Podcast.com.